you will tell me about your experience precisely. But in my opinion, like in my case, it was every month, it was kind of like 30% drop or something like that. So I was just like, oh, maybe it's just like, you know, weird month or something like that. Like, okay, whatever. And then it just started like going down, 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 down until I think like almost 90% was down. And I was just like, okay, this is not okay. And then I started researching and I found your video. <laughs> and you, obviously you said in the video, like you're not exactly sure 100% that this is the cause, which I think we now know, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just watching it. I was thinking, oh my God, I guess like I'm not the only one. And fast forward now, like obviously we know a lot of, I got... I did the video as well and I got some comments. So from other creators, um, yesterday I spoke to a channel that has almost 1 million subscribers and it happened to them as well. So, you know, um, okay. So tell me, how did you find out? How did you notice when this started happening and when, and I know exactly when, but you know, for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So I think the video that uh, that you're referencing, in case people don't know, is about a year ago, um, less than a year at this point. Um, I had made one about YouTube Shorts uh, being something that that dropped my ad revenue, um, and that was just my guess. And specifically, um, I had been monetized for probably six months or so at the time, uh, maybe a little bit less. I can't remember exactly, but I was doing a couple hundred dollars a month in YouTube ad revenue. My um, my revenue per thousand viewers, I think was really high, like $40, $50. And wow. I was really doing well. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a pretty big uh, amount of revenue per thousand viewers. So I'm a fairly small channel. And especially at the time, I think I was at 2,500 subscribers. Um, and so because I started getting this revenue, I wanted to reinvest that into making shorts and because I had heard all of the positives with shorts. And so I, I started to reinvest some funds into that to get more exposure for the channel. Um, and as soon as the shorts started hitting, um, I got a lot of viewers, but my advertising dollars, my uh, ad revenue dropped 90%. It went from uh, about 40 or $50 per thousand down to $4 per thousand. Um, and my actual monthly revenue which was on pace at the time for about 250 a month dropped down to a lot less. <laughs> um, and I think at the time it was probably, I don't know if it was $70 um, or so. Um, and it was just an immediate drop and I could see where I started shorts and where the ad revenue dropped. And so, um, uh, initially, I was going to continue making shorts on the channel, uh, but I actually decided to stop doing that because the cost became too much money um, for the uh, ad revenue that was going away. It just didn't make sense at the time. And I've got some ideas for maybe how I would start up shorts uh, separately now if I wanted to, um, but it did affect my actual main channel heavily, even though nothing else had changed at the time. Your revenue per thousand views. So mm-hmm. I think everybody's very interested in, interested in what kind of content do you make? By the way, the channel is called Ask Jimmy Smith. So what mm-hmm. kind of content you're doing um, to get this high number? Because it's usually much, much less. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, I was actually very surprised um, <laughs> at how much per thousand I was making. Um, and it is it is different now uh, with my channel size and stuff. It's lower than the 40 or 50, even though it's rebounded. Um, but I make content on e-commerce, Amazon selling, um, Shopify, uh, any any really 
major platform, eBay, Walmart, et cetera, as well as side hustles and um, financial type topics. And so that's a typically a very high category for ad revenue. Um, and for me, that proved, proved to be the case. Um, and since I've been able to get my ad revenue to rebound um, after getting rid of shorts and implementing a few tweaks, um, I'm making almost back to what that revenue per thousand viewers was at the time. So um, it's pretty exciting that I've been able to kind of shift it back. Um, but being the channel that I am, I get very high um, revenue per thousand. Yeah. If you stopped doing shorts because you ran out of money or, I mm -hmm. mean, you know, for the, for the production, or it was just like conscious decision that if I'm stopping shorts, my revenue is going to go back up. Yeah. So there was, it was kind of uh, two reasons. One, the shorts, um, I felt weren't getting enough traction to where it made sense to where I could say, okay, the views are so much more that it's worth the drop in ad revenue. The views were higher. Absolutely. And I could go, I could show that data, but it wasn't enough for me. Um, and so I decided with that in conjunction with not having the revenue for continuing to create them, um, I just wanted to stop it and kind of see how that affected my channel. Um, and really the views, um, are still fairly high. My, my subscribers have continued to grow, um, but they aren't the amount of views that I was getting with shorts. And what I've heard over the last year or year and a half since YouTube has implemented shorts is just that the quality of viewers and quality of subscribers with shorts is much lower. Um, and, you know, there's multiple reasons that people have put out there for that. Um, but that's kind of what I saw as well as I wasn't getting the quality of viewers. I wasn't building the relationship um, in the same way as I do with my long form videos. And so it just didn't make sense for the content that I want to put out there to do it. I think if I was more in an entertainment niche um, or if I had uh, some other reasons, uh, some, some things that were more catchy that, that appealed to a mass, mass audience, then shorts could make more sense for me to keep that going. Uh, but I'm, I'm a pretty niche um, YouTube uh, person. And so uh, that's kind of why I decided to stop it. So how long after you stopped, did you see revenue going up again? So it never actually changed for a long time. Uh, there was a few months, I want to say two months uh, it took until it started to go up. But the biggest change that I started doing with that um, to kind of increase engagement and increase subscribers as I started running a contest on all of my videos um, for comments. So if somebody commented, I would pick a random commenter in the next video. Uh, and the next video, each video has one where there's a pop-up. And so I have my virtual assistant um, editor to uh, have to select a winner and have it pop up in the middle of the video selected from the prior videos contest. And so that is what really drove up engagement, started to drive subscribers and all of my ad revenue came back actually stronger than it was before. Um, I got up to, it was at 225, 250 max before shorts. It dropped down to around $80 a month. And then it's gotten up to over $400 in a month wow. um, a few times since these changes have been made. And it's pretty consistent over 350 or so. And, um, you know, hopefully continuing to grow with my subscribers as well. So when it comes to shorts, are you thinking about or would you recommend to people to start a different channel just dedicated to shorts if they want to publish shorts? 
That's kind of what I've been thinking. And I've heard that as kind of the common, um, the common advice. And you see it a lot of times with the big YouTube channels that they have a separate shorts channel. So it's kind of, to me, following what the professionals, the real professionals are doing on the platform. It just makes sense. Um, and so for me, that's probably what I would try to do if I decide to go that route again with shorts. Um, I just want to get, I feel like I need to make some very good quality shorts. Um, and so kind of dedicating time to that. Um, I'm not in the process yet to add that channel, but that is what I would do um, if I decided to add those back in. And okay, so that's sorted. And now to the more basically most important thing is, I believe we should never rely on one source of revenue. So mm -hmm. you also mentioned in that video that you have other sources um, of revenue. Um, and if you can talk a little bit about that, also advising other YouTubers, like, you know, a lot of people heavily rely on ad revenue and then all of a sudden it dropped and then they were basically screwed. Um, mm -hmm. So what would you, what do you do and what would you recommend for people to like think about? other sources. Yeah. So I'm probably a, a little bit of a different um, person that started a YouTube channel and that I, I started it uh, not as a desire to make a bunch of money as a YouTube personality, but I started it to answer questions because I have courses and I create content um, training uh, people to start and uh, start and grow their Amazon business. Um, and so I receive common questions all the time. And so I decided I'm going to start a YouTube channel. So when people ask me these questions, I can just give them a video I've already made. So I don't have to keep retyping out all the answers. So I started it for that reason. And so any money that comes in from YouTube for me is, is a bonus. Um, and it's just a perk of, of being able to do this. Now, uh, I do believe that for anybody that is starting a YouTube channel as a way to make money, the best way to do it is going to be um, through affiliates, whether it's the Amazon affiliates program or other, you know, things that you're promoting. Um, and hopefully in the future would be sponsored videos if you can get enough subscribers. But the affiliates uh, side of it is really a, a big opportunity. Even if you have 50 people that watch a video, if one person buys something that you are recommending um, that is of high quality, um, then, you know, that can start adding in revenue once a week you, you know you just never know how often people will buy things and if one video takes off it can make a huge amount of money so um, for me YouTube was a way for uh, me to promote my book, which is the free giveaway that I have now on my channel uh, for me to promote the, the courses and content and to answer questions that are common between Amazon sellers and other people looking to start side hustles and whatnot. So I got an interesting question here. Um, do you think, because I think there's two sides to it, and I think mm -hmm. there's great, but also like a bad side to starting a YouTube channel, because I see a lot of people want to start a YouTube channel because they want to make money. Mm -hmm. And I think kind of like the the idea should be that you should really enjoy what you do or you should like, just like you, like answer questions. So being helpful to people, give value, you know, like, mm -hmm. and a lot of people, I just feel like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go start a YouTube channel to make money, you know, and it, <laughs> it doesn't, it's not that easy, you know, to build it. So mm -hmm. would you say you need something more than just like looking for a quick buck? Because 
YouTube is probably not the way to do <laughs> do it. Right. I would say the the people that get started looking just for the money side of things um, without any real interest in what they're talking about too much, that's going to be a recipe for, for failure in the future um, just because you're going to get tired of it. I mean, it is a long journey. I've been doing YouTube now at this point for two years. You know, I already kind of had an audience because I've sold courses and had a book in the past. And I'm still at, you know, over 5,000 subscribers. Uh, it's not like I have 100,000 or even over 10,000 subscribers at this point. Um, but for me, it's about providing content because I'm already talking about these things. I already like these things. And so um, I wouldn't just start a YouTube channel because I want to make a ton of money because I know that that's a long road. So, I mean, if you already have a big audience, you know, with an email list, that's a whole different story. Then you could start YouTube as a way to add in revenue. Um, and provide lead generation. Um, but for the most majority of people out there, um, if you're starting a YouTube channel, it should be more as um, a hobby that you're serious about pursuing for a long time consistently, uh, because it's that consistency that YouTube likes to see on channels. And being willing to put out a video that gets 10 views uh, and still being motivated to make another one because next time you're hoping for 12 views, right? It's those types of day-to-day -day, um, goals that you have just probably in finding more value and more um, uh, just desire in the creation of content more so than the result of that channel. Because if you love creating the content or, or at least consistent in creating the content, eventually results should come from that. Um, and so, you know, there's always ways to make videos better and tweak and things like that. But um, I, th I think dedicating your, your time to making videos is much more important than saying, I'm going to come onto YouTube to make a bunch of money. If you can tell us um, what was the highest, uh, basically the video that made the most money, that's what I'm asking for you. Uh, let me look it up. I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but let me double check. I'll and just tell you what. Was it like my... a, a huge difference from the others? So it was like, oh my God. So um... let me open this up. Um I'm going to click into it. So the one that has the most views is only 13,000 views right now. And it kind of grows by a few hundred every month, a few hundred every week, something like that. Um, from the standpoint of money, I've made $200 on that video. Nice. So if you're talking about ad revenue strictly, that would be one of them. However, as we've kind of talked about, um, the videos that I make the most money on probably come from affiliates and come from other things that I've done because I make... Uh, a, over $2,000 a month from things that are strictly from YouTube, um, whether it's through affiliate programs. Um, I've never done a sponsored video where somebody paid me, you know, thousand bucks for a video or something, um, but it's almost always uh, the affiliate program. So there's one video, um, actually two that I did for an affiliate that I have that brings in four or 500 bucks a month fairly consistently. Um, and it's done so for six or seven months. Um, and then there are times when, because of partners I have in the Amazon space, if they're launching a new course that I believe in, that I know is quality, then I will talk about it and I'll interview that person on the channel. And that can bring in hundreds of dollars uh, in a time period or even over you know thousands of dollars, depending on how much comes through. Um, so yeah, I think if you look at purely ad revenue, the one that's gotten the most views would be that uh, particular video. And that video, by the way, I don't think I said which one it was. It was the best Amazon FBA 
arbitrage sourcing routine for beginners to hit 10,000 per month. That's the title, probably a long and wordy title. Um, essentially though, for new sellers trying to hit $10,000 in sales per month, this is the best routine that they should get into for sourcing. And that's, that was the premise of the video. Yes, it's the one that's right on your YouTube channel. When people land, that's the video. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at it uh, right okay. now. 14 minutes. Um, that's a good, solid um, length for good mm -hmm. money. So is there any, because you just mentioned the title, right? What do mm -hmm. you think, how important is SEO, the great title, the thumbnail, the description that, you know, hashtags, like, how how much is it too like super important or people kind of overestimate what it does yeah i th i personally think that um people may spend too much time trying to get the perfect everything um when they're starting out and they use that as an excuse maybe not to launch or not to do it more often i would rather see somebody put out a bunch of content um and then over time tweak those uh things like seo titles all of that i am not very good at it and you know maybe that's hampered my growth on youtube um i do my best with it um but i i am much more about getting content out that i know serves my audience because if the content is good then it'll be shared and then it'll be viewed much more it'll be commented on more and um i i would focus more on the the quality of the things you're discussing versus the seo and the clickbait to get people on there now that is important so i do try to make my titles decent um decent to good um and so there's that piece i'm not very good with the descriptions and then the thumbnails can always get better um you know i have tons of people that have different thoughts on thumbnails and i've found my uh, editor that I like the thumbnails and so I keep using them. Maybe there's improvements that could be done, but it's good enough for me at this point. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my opinion on it is that I'm more about activity and getting stuff out there that's good than being so worried about a specific keyword that probably doesn't make or break it if the video is bad, you know? <laughs> the, the thing is like, there are so many creators and a lot of them are doing, you know, good SEO and all that. So. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? The difference is the content, like the quality of the content. And I have seen videos with very bad title, like when you run it through analysis, like SEO, mm -hmm. it's like three out of 10 and the video has millions of views. So I think probably like people, as you said, like kind of overestimate and spend a lot of time and money on that uh, without thinking that is the video actually good? Um, right. Yeah. So how often do you publish so uh, for the longest time, I did two videos per week um, and I still continue to try to hit two videos per week, but I'm fairly gracious now with myself just because I have a lot of other things going on. So one video a week is my minimum, but I really do try and strive for two. Um, but if I'm traveling a lot or something, I'll just batch create one video for each week moving forward and it seems to do fairly well. So, I mean, one, yeah, one one video per week seems fair. And mm -hmm. what I love about YouTube is your old videos. Um, anytime, just like, it's basically like people discover it all the time. So it's like new content for new people in a way and old videos generate revenue as well. So, and also YouTube said that 
you know, they don't want you to burn out. They don't want you to go crazy about it because it, it's not going to like do uh, different things in the algorithm if you publish like every day. Um, they said that it doesn't make that much difference, to be honest, than like mm-hmm. once a week. So like could be overkill. Um, yeah. Where do you see the future of YouTube in your opinion? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> if I had to think, I never really think about it too much because I'm more concerned about just getting the content out there. I would say YouTube is going to continue to push the shorts the side of things just because that's the way content is going from a social media perspective. And so having a separate channel that can provide that would help. Um, but I, I think YouTube will always, not always, but will continue to grow uh, because it is uh, just a way that a lot of people consume content now. I mean, smart TVs have YouTube as an app that's already installed. So people go there instead of going to television. Um, uh, the the future of e-learning is going to continue to evolve on YouTube probably more than other places because of creators trying to get um, get more content out there. And so I, th- I think it'll continue to grow and continue to evolve in that way. So anything that can bring and keep eyeballs onto YouTube's um, website they're going to do their best to promote those videos. And whether that's through entertainment or that's through whatever kind of videos somebody creates, um, they're going to uh, always be pushing for that particular um, creator if, if it's keeping people around as, as they're watching the video. So I, I don't, I'm not the best with saying, oh, this is the way it's going, but I do think shorts will continue to be something that YouTube, um, you know, changes over time, but promotes. Um, and that the long form videos And really, I guess my opinion, and other people may disagree, is that the more that you can have an engaged and loyal audience, even if you have a small subscriber base, that's better on YouTube than getting uh, millions of subscribers that aren't as engaged. And um, I'm thinking that micro and and, um, niche content creators will do better in creating a community on YouTube and then um, that will help the creators even more to build revenue streams that serve that core audience more so than the broad audience at scale. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I yeah. do agree with this. Like it, the perfect scenario is to have both like huge channel and <laughs> mm-hmm. also the core community. But um, yeah. it's better to be a small creator with like your community and anything that you basically selling or whatever, like they appreciate and they want um, rather than like, yeah, million subscribers who don't watch your videos at all. Yeah. And I would also add um, one thing that I have been very intentional about is responding to every comment, even as my channel has grown. And so I've done those all personally. Um, I hope to get to the point one day when um, I can't respond to them all, but uh, I'm doing my best to make sure that I do that and set aside time. Um, And my other thing is for anybody that's brand new, let's say you have 50 people subscribed or 50 people viewing, um, that can be exciting, right? If you're used to being at zero, but whenever you get to 500 subscribers and you're looking at 50 views, that may be, um, you know, sad. It might make you sad that it's not going as well, but trying to keep the right mindset that those are still 50 people that took time out of their day to watch your video and learn from you. And so anything you can do to, to keep your mindset in the right place, you know, like looking at over 5,000 subscribers for me right now, it's amazing. But then I can still get down that I'm not growing faster. Why am I not at 10,000 or whatever subscribers? But I remember the days when I was at 
200, right? And so um, we just have to keep the right mindset. And, and that motivates me to continue going because I know that there are now X amount of people that care to consume my content and I need to serve them as best as possible with my content. If that's through learning or if that's through entertainment or if that's through anything else, um, I think that that is the right mindset to have around a channel is how do we serve the one person on the other side of that screen that is watching that video from their home or their phone or whatever it may be. Exactly. Um, especially when your videos are helpful and uh, valuable, mm -hmm. that's important. It's just, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but when you, when we talk about long form content and basically YouTube is like the last standing long form content. Of course we have streaming platforms and podcasts, but mm -hmm. it's all like, you know, TikToks and Instagrams and Reels. So it's very, very quick. So YouTube long form, I still think like businesses or people, some people don't understand the advantage of the long form and maybe they don't want to because it's a lot of work. As we mentioned, like it takes a lot of time and work to build it. But there's a huge result from that because it's everything is just short, like very, very mm -hmm. short attention spans and all that. But you need people to consume your long form um, and then you can actually build a business from that. Right. Yep, absolutely. Um, the long form content um, is to me, probably the most valuable content out there because it, it really serves the person on the other side. Shorts can be valuable, but they're more, um, you know, attention grabbers than anything. You, you can only teach so many things. You can only entertain so much on a short. And I guess the draw for shorts is people's attention spans. They can just go through a hundred of them over a short span. And, and um, you know, that's what keeps them on the app. But long form content actually provides much more value and builds that relationship. And anytime you can kind of speak into somebody's life uh, for more than eight, 10, 15 minutes, um, then you are really impacting them in different ways and hopefully positively. And even though my channel is about learning, I think it's a massive service to provide entertainment if that is your um, type of, I mean, if you look at Mr. Beast, right? Um, the massive YouTube channel is about entertainment and um, he makes tons of money and has a lot of influence from it, but he's serving his audience in a way that provides them an escape from maybe what they were worried about that day. And they can watch his video and be excited um, and you know just enjoy that time. So uh, any way that you can serve through your content um, is going to be beneficial uh, to the viewer on the other side. And when did you start your business? So I started selling on Amazon in December of 2015. And so that was the start of that business. Um, I quit my job selling insurance in 2018 and I've been working full time from home since then. Um, and then the, you know, I created a course first. I kind of went backwards. I got connected to um, an influencer in the space, created a course, and then he promoted it. And it's just kind of all um, YouTube came later. Um, but that was in 2019, whenever that first course came out, kind of started all of this. Interesting. So it took you three years and then you could quit your job easily and just focus on this. 
Yeah. So essentially the first two years was, it was just a side hustle. I never really intended on quitting my job at the time uh, for that because I just didn't dedicate the time to it. And then I moved my job back to uh, St. Louis where I'm currently at. And over the next year started building up that side hustle into something that I thought could become a business. And um, I ended up quitting my job whenever I was at 50% of what I was making at that job and decided that um, if I put all my time into the business that I was running, then um, it would make up for that. And it took a few months, uh, but eventually it did happen. And so, um, you know, that that was uh, a good jump for me. So I would say it probably took a year and a half of focused effort to get to being full-time, um, but technically three years or so um, from whenever I started. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good and inspirational to people as well. Because, um, you. you know, they want to start side hustles and um, then... Are you making um, much more money than when you were employed? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am making more money than whenever I was employed. Absolutely. Um, good. You know, I, I, it took me a little bit because I was making pretty good money selling insurance. Um, you know, as a salesperson, you can do fairly well. And yeah. um, so I did um, whenever I was doing that. I just hated doing it. And so um, I did not like going into an office and doing cold calls all the time and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so for me, I could take the financial hit if I needed to um, for the business. And luckily I haven't really had to uh, do that after the first four or five, six months um, after I quit my job, it, it equalized after that point. Amazing. Any future plans, anything that you want to say to the end? I'll start with that. So my book is called Side Hustle to Full-Time Income um, from zero to $100,000 per month uh, with retail and online arbitrage. And it essentially outlines the process that um, I had taken um, over you know that time period to go from nothing to having $100,000 per month in um, revenue on my Amazon business. Um, that is the giveaway that I also have on my channel. So if anybody um, wants to, you know, if you follow the channel, you can enter to hopefully win that contest. Um, but it is on Amazon. It was a bestseller on Amazon. It's got, I think, 200 reviews or close to it. So it's done fairly well um, for the last few years. Um, and it's kind of the textbook companion to the course, so to speak. Um, and so my plans, though, moving forward, um, I have a, an advanced community community for sellers, Amazon and e-commerce sellers that I, I'm going to be putting a lot more time into. I actually um, purchased that company in May um, and it had been around for six years and I knew the owner and he was done with it. He wanted to move on to other things. So I bought it from him. So that's been my main focus is adding more content, serving that audience very well um, so that they can grow and scale in their businesses. From a free content standpoint, um, I'm working on um, as much as I can, um, some of the YouTube channel stuff, uh, giveaways that uh, are good from, which would be technically lead magnets, but high quality things versus, you know, just some of the, the smaller things that you see out there. And so I'm really focused on how do I bring people into the email list um, so that if in the future uh, it makes sense for them to join something that I'm doing, then great. And if not, then they can be served very well through the free content. Um, and yeah, that's my main goal. I never want my free content to be like 
uh, missing, you know, missing mm-hmm. something where they have to always join my paid course. I want people to be able to, to go to my YouTube channel and go to my free stuff and be able to learn and grow a business. And I've seen that happen uh, multiple times. Um, but the free or the paid content is just um, what I like to do. And if people would ever want to join that, then uh, even better. That's awesome. I mean, I already want this book, like, <laughs> what a great title. And it's just like, I'm now I'm curious, you know, like, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> well, thank you. I can send you one, actually, if you want. Oh, really? Uh, so, yeah, I can go ahead and send you one. Um, I've got some physical copies here. So I would um, love that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Nicole. If there's anything that I can do for you, just let me know. Um, and, you know, you can always email me or once this comes out, let me know that too. And I may be able to send out uh, a notice to to my audience so they can go check it out if they're interested in the YouTube side of things. 